My next guest, you know him well. He's a blogger, a podcaster, a media pundit, longtime contributor to sports radio talk shows across this nation. Please welcome back to the show, my friend, Ari Shapiro. How you doing, buddy? This is what, my fifth visit with you? My fifth... Um... I owe you a jacket now or something. I was going to say, where's my tweed smoking jacket? (laughs) Don't I get something out of this? This is terrible. Yes, I'll I'll send you a tweed smoking jacket emoji. And some salsa. How's that? And some salsa. And a jar of salsa, yeah. (laughs) No, I'm I'm well. Good to be on your show again. How are you doing? I'm doing well. And and welcome to Scarborough. Uh, It's always good to have uh, have the the famous people living in in the hood. Well, I, I don't know how long I'll be here, so... I, I need to capitalize on my celebrity before um, <laughs> before leaving this place. Fair enough. No, J- Toronto's great. You really can go in any direction and find a place to live, pretty much. But whether you can afford it is a separate story. But that's you know, true. I yeah. I didn't know. I think Scarborough. Listen, it was in the news a couple of months ago. Remember where you could you could Google Scarborough and then you'd get like a horrible picture of a dilapidated, broken down house. That's and, right. And it, yeah. and it became such a popular meme that eventually. They they uh, they stepped in and changed it. Uh, I don't know what happened in particular. All I know is Scarborough uh, resonates a lot more with people today than it did 10, 20, 30 years ago. So. I think so. I think so. So we're talking baseball today, and, and more specifically cheating in baseball. Um, I, I think even those people who are not fans of the sport have heard something is going on uh, in baseball. Um, but before we talk about the Astros and the Red Sox and what was done, what wasn't done, what the allegations were and who's out of a job now. Literally a hundred years ago, we had the Chicago Black Sox scandal um, where they figured out that the players had thrown the World Series. Everyone but apparently Shoeless Joe Jackson. So this is not I'm something gl- I'm glad new. You brought that up. Yes, mm-hmm. this is not something new in baseball. Apparently, you know, people have been cheating for over a hundred years in this sport, and I would probably uh, guess uh, or hazard to say that uh, in all sports, um, especially professional sports, are you know, if there's money involved, um, people are going to do what they are going to do to try to you know, get as much of that pie as possible. Well, that, that sums it up perfectly. Are you sure you'd rather not talk about Scarborough for 20 minutes? <laughs> because well, there's we, so much, so we much to do co- that as well. <laughs> there's so much to, well, at least if we talked about Scarborough, the listeners would, would appreciate mostly stories of, uh, you know, possibility and hope and, and family stability, etc. None of that exists with baseball because like you said, so succinctly, um, cheating is not a new concept. Mm-hmm. Cheating in baseball is not a new concept. You reference something that happened over 100 years ago, something that happened in 1919 and shook the game to the core. Because I'm sure if you were alive then and appreciating baseball and you just discovered, by all accounts, legitimized that there was cheating at play and that something happened which prevented the competitive fair play of a game rooted in mathematical fair play, right? I mean, baseball is not a complicated game. 27 outs, nine innings, nine up, nine down, pitchers throwing to to hitters, and away you go. You let it kind of um, almost regulate itself 
Yeah. And, and therein lies the problem with what happened with all the cheating and the scandal that we're now mired in. I think, Kareem, in any walk of life, business, politics, sports, whatever we discuss, philosophy, at the heart of it is an understanding that when human beings are left to their own devices and are overcome with hubris and greed and the hypocrisy of opportunity, because opportunity exists everywhere, how we take opportunities in life determines whether or not we're principled good people, you know, with some some modicum of morality or an ethicality in our decisions, or whether we're just weasels. And there are a lot of weasels today in the media that are at play internationally, politically, in sports, rampant cheating, rampant taking advantage of a system. That's really all that happened to baseball. But this time around, unlike the 1919 Black Sox scandal, which required decisive action by the commissioner of the league, which included, as you mentioned, punishing a man who had no business being punished, because if you look up the statistics, Shoeless Joe Jackson, one of the greatest men to ever play baseball, uh, an early five-tool guy in an era that didn't even recognize what five-tools were, mm -hmm. uh, he hit 364 during the series or something to that effect. So even though they knew that he didn't cheat, they took swift and decisive action that preserved the sanctity of the game. I don't know how Major League Baseball and Rob Manfred and Tony Clark come to any kind of resolution that does that today. I think the game is irreparably broken. I was on Dean Millard's podcast last night, and then I briefly went on the radio, and I talked about the fact that when I was asked, what's the future? What, what, how do things look moving forward? They look bleak. They look bleak as black rock, fire and brimstone bleak. I'm telling you, this is so horrible that this could happen to the game at this junction that I'm not certain how they will recover. And, and this is a sport, as you know, that has recovered from different eras of adversity, right? Sure. You, you look at the, the, the early Black Sox scandal. You look at the horrible dead ball era. They were trying to figure out how to make the game more entertaining. Then once home runs and Babe Ruth came along, they had to deal with the question of breaking the color barrier. And Jackie Robinson, we know that wasn't easy, and that created a lot of deep, deep, profound emotions on both sides of both whether you were in baseball or whether you were a fan of baseball. Mm -hmm. And then you had to deal with the fact that free agents were being... Uh, taken advantage of during the 60s and if not for Kurt Flood and Marvin Miller you wouldn't have had any fairness in a game where we go to watch the players not the bloody owners I couldn't care less about the executives and the coaches I care about the players yeah and then you had to endure the reality of 80s baseball which was usually resplendent with cocaine use and alcoholism and mm. and and great talents like Dwight Gooden buckling under the fact that baseball didn't have a program in place to chaperone or look after athletes the way they do today today we're more concerned about Vlad Guerrero losing a couple of pounds than the fact that the most talented pitcher in baseball at the time was going out every night and blowing his mind out on drugs and then you hit the 90s, you've got steroids and PEDs, so there's all this adversity discrediting the game, but it always seemed to bounce back. And, and how do we know that it bounced back? Well, last year, baseball made more revenue than they've ever made in their history. But they also lost more fans than they have in decades. Huh. And, I've, and I've been telling people that a business that's gone to rot is one that depends on profit on increasing its profits and aggrandizing its revenue at the expense of its client base, which is now dwindling. Now imagine you being a faithful admirer of the game and being told, guess what? 
not only was the 2017 World Series won under false pretenses because the Houston Astros developed a cheating system that let them know when a fastball or an off-speed pitch was potentially coming, thereby defeating the whole purpose of actually having any intrigue and, and possibility and talent and statistics tell you what's happening. Instead, we learned that not only did they cheat, but likely... Uh, there was cheating in the 2018 World Series and the 2019 World Series that eight out of eight or nine uh, franchises may have been implicated, including our beloved Toronto Blue Jays. Hmm. It's, it's a horrible era where we just gave up on any notion of regulatory oversight, right? Like, you know, why do you hire a babysitter for your young child? Because presumably you don't want to come home and find that the child has fallen into the dishwasher or whatever. Yeah. The oven, I don't care. Outside, maybe wandering around like that toddler in Oshawa a few days ago. I'm like, how does a two-year-old wander around? Well, if you don't have a babysitter, if you don't have oversight in what you're doing, and it doesn't matter whether you've got a small business or your Wall Street, if you don't have oversight, then humans do ridiculous things. And boy, oh boy, did they ever screw up and destroy the integrity of baseball. Yeah. For the regular fan, though, Ari, I'm, I'm curious what impact this will have. And, and I, I, I bring to you 1990s, you, you touched on uh, the steroid era, whereby people flocked to the game to see Mark McGuire hit 70, Sammy Sosa hit 66, Barry Bonds and eclipsing both of those hitting 73. Um, I mean, baseball had never been as popular as it was at that point in time, um, because there were these giants, these larger-than-life superheroes before Marvel and, and DC came along and started making those billion-dollar movies. People were attracted to to these characters. Um, and I, I remember you know, Mark McGuire being interviewed, and he had, uh, I can't remember the name of that, powder in his locker room, and you know, it was right there on camera. And people were asking about it. He goes, yeah, you know, was he or was he not allowed to use that? And it was like, I don't care. I just want to see that ball fly. So I'm curious if as, you know, for, for those of us who watch the game for the enjoyment of it, are we going to stop watching it because one of the best players in baseball, Jose Altuve, uh, apparently needs to have needs to have to be wired up to know what pitch is coming and hits. Look, Mark McGuire and and that substance, by the way, I think was creatine. It was some kind of um, oh, it's just like a, a protein supplement. It, it, yeah. it was like an, it was an amino acid powder that basically yeah. uh, he took because it it made his muscles bigger. Because you know his muscles yeah. weren't his muscles weren't big enough when he hit forty nine home runs as a rookie. <laughs> he needed bigger muscles. Sometimes sure. you just need big muscles, man. <laughs> you know, just like just like you know Captain America and and Thor. They need big muscles. You know, um, it's ironic that you bring up the Marvel Universe because in many respects that's exactly what happened to baseball. It wanted to be bigger and better and flashier and attract more fans and in the process it 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 lost its soul because yeah. it was it was an example of what happens when you let the players do what they want to do i mean we have certain things in place for a reason not just to yeah. protect the athlete but to protect the game itself right because let's face it if everyone's hopped up on uppers and using cocaine and god knows what other drugs and it's funny because it used to be marijuana used to be the big drug but now in a in a world where this country is legalized it seems almost 
patronizing to start poo-pooing on anything related to marijuana. Sure. But 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 at least with drugs, it's been a struggle for baseball to reconcile the fact that there will always be some form of cheating, and they figure if they punish enough people, it'll create a deterrent. I don't know how you create a deterrent to this kind of cheating, mm-hmm. Kareem. It's too advanced, right? It re- here's the thing: for all the technology involved, for all the 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 apparatus that needed to be constructed to make this work. Yeah. And in the end, it wasn't terribly sophisticated because it involved no. banging it, it involved banging a garbage bin. So it's not exactly like you needed a team of rocket scientists to come together and figure out how to do this. This involved the complete and utter complicity of players, coaches, executives, and owners in order to happen. And that's what makes me see red. That's what makes me hot under the collar. That's what makes me want to go viral on radio stations that have the audacity to call me up and ask me an honest question how I feel about this. This is a fiasco. This is a colossal embarrassment of epic proportions. I'm not going to sugarcoat this for you because I don't have to. The game has literally been ruined by the fact that there were people out there who were complicit, who said to themselves, I know this is wrong, but I'm still going to do it. I mean, you can find footage of A.J. Hinch being asked, how did you know what was coming? And you can see from his expression that he was hiding the fact that he knew it was coming because he literally knew what was coming. He, he knew, knew what pitches were, be, were being thrown. Like for the lay, for the lay fan getting <clears> into <throat> baseball, to me, I remember growing up as a young boy and being fascinated by the mystery of, of what a pitcher would do against a hitter. And if you remember when you and I were younger and we were watching the George Bells and the Tony Fernandeses and the Robbie Alomars of the world, yeah. we hung on to every pitch because we were fascinated to see what was in their repertoire that would allow them to be successful. And that's how you determined who your favorite player was, the guys who could do it and the guys who couldn't. For every, you know, for, for every Henry Aaron, there was a Steve Balboni. And what separated the two was a combination of talent, opportunity, timing, circumstances, and all the magical dust that Major League Baseball can conjure up. And so when you and I go back into our memory banks and we look at extraordinary moments like the Roberto Alomar home run off Dennis Eckersley, Mm -hmm. how do you think we would feel today if we knew that Robbie was tipped off to the pitch and knew what was coming and that was the way he needed to beat Dennis Eckersley in order to get to the next level? Wow. It, it, it would destroy the validity of the moment. The reason the Blue Jays came of age and won back-to-back World Series was because they needed to do something with their skill, talent, and experience to do it. Jose Altuve was one of the most admired and well-respected players in baseball for a reason because he was this diminutive David versus Goliath type that you could call up who could play baseball the way it needed to be played. Yeah. He didn't need to do this. He didn't need to do this to solidify a legacy. The fact that he chose to turn a blind eye and or be directly involved in it tells you why I believe this this game is finished and why it's just going to be a matter of milking this golden goose for what it's worth before people just start treating it as a fringe sport. Because, it, it, wow. it just, you know, once you destroy the integrity of the outcome, what the hell is the point of watching the outcome? I mean, honestly, would would you do it? Would you keep watching the Blue Jays if you knew that they had an inst that they'd instituted a policy of cheating to figure out what the pitch is? That's it's, how you you know measure their like, success. Yeah, it's like when uh, Vince McMahon was he he told the Senate, he told Congress that okay, guys, here's here's the deal, wrestling is fake, um, and then that that curtain you know was pulled back. You know, there were those in the there were those who would watch it and go, this is not real. And then all of a sudden, 
you know, you pull back the curtain and you say, okay, here are all the, uh, here are all the monkeys. Here's everyone pulling all the strings. And uh, I, I don't know whether wrestling has ever recovered from that. And, and I'm not comparing wrestling to baseball, but it's interesting that you say, why bother watching when, you know, you, you sort of know that there's strings being pulled in the back and this is not really a, you know, person versus person, nine versus nine competition on the field that there's stuff happening in the dugout and, and in the hallways that are actually going to determine who wins and who loses. Well, and, and principally wrestling is, is not a sport, as we know, in its in its uh, professional mm-hmm. form. It's a spectacle. It's entertainment. Yeah. It's a carnival. Mm-hmm. It's the carnival coming to town and you get to watch the trapeze artists and the acrobats and the, and the yeah. strong men do their thing. And the reason it's remained so popular is because even when McMahon, it's surreal that McMahon had to do that. Most people over the age of 14 have figured out that wrestling isn't real. The fact that he needed to go before Congress to say that is a testament to the fact that it was so convincing that some people couldn't couldn't, uh, find the line between fact and fiction. And wrestling is all about form. It's all about, I mean, all the enthusiasts and aficionados of, of WWE wrestling enjoy it because they look at how it's done. They don't care about the outcome, outcome per se. It's a bonus. Yeah. With baseball, because it is a sport, a sport that influences millions of children, that's what makes me uh, foam at the mouth, if you will, with complete uh. and utter bitterness is the fact that the caretakers, right? Like you look at each sport and you look at the people that are its custodians. So take take hockey with Gary Bettman or take basketball with Adam Silver. Not so much Bettman. I'm actually a bigger admirer of Silver than I am Gary Bettman, but I admire both of those men for keeping their, their league in order in a world that's constantly volatile and in some cases going completely and utterly mad. Uh-huh. Baseball has always been very laissez-faire. You know, baseball has been kind of like, okay, let's let the statistic dictate what we want to do. And if you've noticed, in the last couple of years, there was this troubling trend unfolding where hitters were absolutely mashing the hell out of the baseball, like setting yeah. not only home run expert uh, home run um, records, but also setting various different statistical categories a lit like a flame, where you're like, that doesn't even matter anymore. You know, the biggest reason why teams can't bunt or players have forgotten how to bunt is because they just don't care about doing that. They live in an era where they close their eyes and they hit the ball as hard as they can and hopefully make us all jump up and down like we're, you know, um, spectators who are really uh, watching a Greco-Roman gladiatorial battle, like who can hit it the farthest. It doesn't matter who wins, it almost seems like. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where baseball lost its soul, is that it decided that it no longer cared about records, which were such an important part of of the history and lore of the game, right? Who didn't didn't grow up in our generation um, considering certain records to be simply sacrosanct, right? Whether it was uh, the hit record with Ty Cobb before Pete Rose broke it, or whether it was Babe Ruth before Henry Aaron broke it, or whether it was Ricky Henderson getting the stolen base record, and so on and so forth. All these things were rites of passage, which made us appreciate the next generation of the game. And then they completely botched it. They completely ruined it. They ruined it by letting the Mark McGuire's and the Barry Bonds and the Sammy Sosa's and the Roger Clemens start using drugs as an amplification tool to take these records and render them, like completely blow them to smithereens. But at least with that, the game buckled with the reality of what it was and pressed on. I don't know where it goes from here. 
if if you know the outcome, why would you play? Why would you enjoy it? Why would you appreciate huh. the fact that if you're placing bets on it, and sports betting is such a big, big business today, yeah. the implications of a game that can't police itself and keep its integrity alive, to me, is a game not worth following or watching. And this is a 40, you know, only almost 40 year old, uh, 40 years plus baseball fan telling you this. So do you think baseball does anything with the likes of, you know, the Jose Altuve's of the world? So the, the players that actually participated. Are you asking me if, if they should be punished properly and to the fullest extent? Do you think that, they will? You think that no. they will? No, they no. won't. They, they won't because huh. they're part of a union. And as we've seen around these parts in Ontario with the battle between government and teachers' union, these yeah. things are never cut and dry. You can't just go ahead and say, this is the, the edict and everybody has to follow it. Uh, I think short of banning or suspending players uh, and, and reversing the World Series 2017 outcome, I don't see how you recover from this because even if you put that in play, you've got to be absolutely sure that you're punishing the right, all the right players. If it's yeah. proven that Jose Altuve was in fact wearing a buzzer or knew about this, to me, um, I would be in favor for banning the player from the sport to set an example. But given oh. that he's heavily protected by the union, I don't think that'll happen. I think all Major League Baseball will do is go after, like we've seen with Alex Cora and Carlos Carlos Beltran and AJ Hintz and Jeff Lunau. It's laughable because I had zero respect for the Houston Astros before wow. this scandal because of, of their acquisition of Roberto Osuna and mm. the fact that a year and a half later celebrating in the locker room, one of their executives, one, one complete and utter fool oh, was, right. was saying those disparaging comments about women. It's obvious the Houston Astros are out of touch and down there in Texas, it's just madness. It's just greed and fast food and getting really fat and elitist. It doesn't make any sense to me why an organization would go after a Roberto Osuna when they have a Ken Giles. And we've seen a Ken Giles long enough to appreciate that he's a pretty damn talented, awesome baseball player. But they went out and they got the young Osuna and then they cheated their way to infamy. And to me, they, they've ruined everything in that regard. You know, some of my uh, uh, colleagues in the business call them the Houston Asterisks. And that's exactly what they are. They're the Houston Asterisks. They're a team that had no business winning that World Series because of the fact that they cheated and because had they had they not cheated, they probably would have lost. Because to this day, that our oldest Chapman smile in the ALCS against the Yankees when he hit that home run, that wasn't a smile of, hey, I got beaten by a hitter. That was the smile of a man who was like, dude, you're doing something wrong. You, there was no way you could see that outside fastball pitch, and yet you were on top of it. And I throw 100 miles an hour. So unless you know exactly the pitch I'm throwing, you should have struck out in that situation. And he didn't. Yeah. He hit the home run, and then he went to celebrate, and he didn't want anybody to rip off his jersey. And you know, Kareem, whether or not he had a buzzer there is irrelevant. Now it's been established that that whole organization, all of them, players and coaches, they knew what was going on. And rather than someone stepping up and saying, hey, you know what, maybe we can do this without actually cheating, they all did what human beings tend to do, which is go for the easy road, the, the, the road less traveled. Yeah, it'll be interesting to... Uh to see the next series between Houston and New York and uh, to see what sort of uh, in, in New York itself, to see what sort of reception um, Houston gets um, a couple of things before I let you go, uh, Ari, uh, I think that, you know, there's a collective bargaining um, agreement that, that is coming up for renewal. I think uh, pretty soon in baseball, I think this definitely will come up and I think similar to what they did with the steroid era where okay you took steroids here's the line 
anyone, you know, moving forward, anyone who does steroids, you're out, you know, whatever, the, you're out a certain amount of games. I think they'll do something similar to this, but you're correct. You have to be, you have to make sure you're correct and you're right and you know who has cheated and you have the evidence for that. Uh, so Kareem, I think that's it, it, it needs to be a real punishment. It can't be lip service, sure, absolutely. right? A, yeah. a, a year from now, you know what you and I will be talking about? We'll be talking about Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame. So where was the punishment for that? If huh. everyone knows that they cheated, if baseball acknowledged that they were one of the worst culprits in starting this trend of, of cheating by taking supplements to win, what does it say that next year or the year after that we'll be enshrining them in Cooperstown? So to me, the only way for Major League Baseball to walk out of this feeling clean is to go ahead and issue some lifetime suspensions, reverse the 2017 outcome, maybe leave it as an empty asterisk because I, I don't necessarily agree, just hand it to the opposition. Sure. You, you have to do something to draw the line to show that if we even get a whiff of this, we'll snuff it out. And until they show that to me, believe me, the last thing I'll be doing is wasting my time with a corrupt sport. Wow. A couple of months ago, I had Sean Fitzgerald on from The Athletic. We were talking about his uh, book on hockey, uh, Before the Lights Go Out. And we were talking about, you know, where hockey is going, the popularity sort of going down. And this was right after uh, Don Cherry got let go by, uh, by Rogers. And one of the things he says, I think he says it in the book and he said it on the podcast. And I think this sums up this, uh, this discussion nicely is that whenever adults get involved, they seem to screw everything up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. Sean, uh, Sean's a smart cookie for a reason. He understands, and I've read a lot of his writing where he focuses on the human condition because he understands that as we get older in life and some of us start feeling the trappings of what it means to be mortal or to have your career starting to wind down or trying to make it over the hump so that you can make millions of dollars, so many of us will do anything and everything to get that brass rail. And, and baseball as a sport has always traditionally been one where you have to earn your stripes, right? You have to, yeah. you have to, sometimes you have to toil in the minor leagues. It's not great. You have to ride the buses. I get it. But the example you're setting to children is that it's a beautiful sport to play. And if you work hard enough, you can enjoy it. This sets the worst example for the generation that matters the most. This is right now telling kids, if you cheat, you can, you too can be a world series hero and make millions of dollars in endorsement and end up being wealthy and famous. And as we all know, that means nothing. What does it really mean in the final analysis? You know, I just watched the Aaron Hernandez documentary on Netflix. Mm. This, is a, this is another player who had it all. But, you know, his lifestyle was such that because there was no oversight or regulatory elements and because he's a grown man and you can't, what are you going to do, police a grown man? You're going to babysit Jose Altuve to make sure he's not cheating? In, in Hernandez's case, it was far worse because it involved him becoming a gangster. But it just goes to show you, you can have the mansion, you can have the millions of dollars, you can have the white picket fence. But if you don't have your principles, you are not a man or a woman, you are an animal. You are not a person. A person has principles. A person is meant to have a morality and ethicality about them when it comes to professional sports to show their true leadership. Baseball's got to step up and show real leadership so that they can restore the faith that I think has been so horribly ripped from all of our expectations about this great sport. Ari, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. We'll talk about something more cheerful next time, I'm sure. All right. <laughs> Thank you.